Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, 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 family, right back here to Marvelous Monday. And let me just share with you, it has been a marvelous Monday. We're really excited. We have been working to get some doors open, and we're getting there, and we are really excited. Hope you've had an amazing weekend and a great week since last Monday. It has been outstanding for us, lots of things going on, and we're trying to keep up with all of it. So let's just say that we got a handle on some of the things, some very important things that we're working on, and eventually we'll be able to bring you up to date on all of the great things that we're doing here in the East Texas community. And I believe tonight we have some very, very dear and special guests that's going to be on with us tonight. And we're going to talk about East Texas and, among other things, Texas, period, and then all even into Washington, D.C. But before we get into the show, let's find out which one of these team members are front row center. We know that Pastor Cooper, who hopefully will be coming in soon because we have a very special guest that shares that same profession and uh let's see dr carr are you there i'm here good evening good good evening sir how are you doing i'm quite well thank you for asking me yes sir yes sir it's great to be right back here with you uh dr carr now let's see who else is here uh mr arthur are you there Mr. Arthur may not be here yet, and I can always tell when Dr. Hagney is on because I can I can feel his smile, I can hear him, uh, I can hear him ready to get going. So I think that he may not be. Dr. Hagney, are you on? Dr. Hagney is not on yet. Oh, hello, Miss Brianna. <laughs> Welcome, hi. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Colin's in the background. I'm going to mute in a second again, but I wanted to say hello okay. and let you guys know I'm on and. Uh, we're still waiting Wonderful. for the other gentleman. Welcome, Dr. Carr. Okay, Hello. very good. Oh, and, good. Yes, and take very good care of Colin. So she's getting ready to get Colin <laughs> off. See, can you hear him in the background? Hello, Colin. How are you? <laughs> Say <laughs> hi. Hi, Kenny. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Oh my goodness! It's great to hear he calls his voice. You. So he's he calls me what? Go ahead. He calls you. He calls you Grammy, but he says it Gippy. <laughs> 
he said, hi, Granny. Hi, Grippy. <laughs> So cute, so yes, cute. sir. So cute. <laughs> okay. He's, he's doing really he's doing really well now. He's doing excellent. He is just good. thriving. Good. He's feeling much, Wonderful. much better. And I know you let Wonderful. everybody know, yes, we had COVID in our household. It is not gone, guys. <laughs> it is not oh. gone. And let me just tell you, uh, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I thought Dr. Hagney would be coming in so that he could give us an updated report. So let me just share with you that we've had – an outbreak in one of our dollar stores, family dollar stores here. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just putting it out there. And so that store is shut down for right now. We have a couple of churches that experienced it all throughout their churches. So uh, a couple of those have shut down. Uh, and, um, and we're just prep. And some of the same friends of ours who actually, uh, Dr. Cara, who actually already had COVID, now has it again, oh, and so I uh, was tell yes, and I was telling the staff that was working. I, I made everybody mask up today. I said because we have to protect, we have to protect, we have to protect, and COVID is not gone, and I don't believe it'll ever go away. So yes, it did bait down a little bit simply because people were taking uh, their vaccines and all of that. So I don't know if this is a new strand that's out there, if it's the same old strand. But I can tell you it is there, it is out there, and people are getting it. And I remind people just in April that my nephew, who got it for the second time and died of it, uh, it affected his heart. It affected every part of his body. And the serious and bad part about it is that you have long-hauling things that never really goes away, and it affects the various and sundry parts of the body. So it's really, really important that we continue to uh, social distance as much as we possibly can. And I know sometimes it's not possible. Uh, so, and I let me just tell you, Dr. Carr, I have no problems in ripping my mask out and putting it on. I don't care where I am. It does not bother me. And I don't care who looks. It doesn't matter. I am going Absolutely. to I only have this one body, right? We only have Absolutely. one body, and we need to take <laughs> care one. of, uh, yes, sir, that one body. So, um, so at any rate, so that's, that's a little update on, um, on COVID-19. Uh, Dr. Carb, we have a, a special guest tonight, and I don't, I don't know if he's in yet, uh, Pastor Steve Not yet. Uh, Miller. Is Pastor Miller in, Miss, Miss Rihanna? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I'm going to text him. Uh, I told him that he would be among uh, some really, really important people, two of which are pastors. And, and I think long time ago he may have been on maybe my Thursday show. I don't know. But, uh, but I told him that we have two pastors that are on this show. And uh, Dr. Carr, I'm going to send you the flyer, even though it's not in your area, what we're working okay. on is we're working right. really, really hard to make sure that um, that uh, the people in Texas and East Texas and 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 I'm gonna I'll share this with you. Did a lot of research. I spoke at a women's uh, summit on Saturday, and I I was talking about uh, the the ethnicities that are in various states 
uh, in the union, and, and, and they were shocked to know that we have 3.9 million African-American black people in Texas, but we have so few that hold public office in Texas. And that's mm. simply because Texas is not a red state. Texas is a non-voting state. We register, but we don't always get out to vote. And so okay. there's been a lot of elections that should have been won that was not won simply because we don't get out to the polls to vote. Unfortunately, sadly, uh, but it's true. We don't. Yes. So, so there, and, and believe it or not, New York was at the bottom. Florida is next to have the largest uh, population of blacks. And then there's Georgia and um, New York is number five. And I, I can't remember who that number four is right now. But, uh, mm. but they, oh, California. California is in there. But they were shocked to know that, that we had that many black people who actually live in the state of Texas. And we should have more representation of people running for public office and holding public office in Texas simply because we need people that understand and represent various ethnicities. We need every ethnicity represented on our, um, on our levels of, uh, of government. So in the executive level, little to nothing. And, uh, and then on the state level, we have a little bit, but not that much and not even that much on local levels. And we never have had a governor, and we've never had a black person to become mayor of the city of Tyler, Texas. So mm. we, we're deficit uh, in, that, in that aspect. I'm going, to, um, I'm going to, if you give us an update on what's going on with you, uh, Dr. Carr, and anything that you want us to know that's from out of your city and, uh, and well, your state, and then I'm going think, to try to reach out to, to Steve. Uh, all right. Steve I, think, I think the prevailing news in the state of Arkansas uh, regarding the Lawrence Act, of course, there was a petition uh, circulating uh, in the state of Arkansas, and we find that we came up 978 uh, votes short of getting the issue wow. placed on the 2024 ballot. And let me give you some interesting information. In the city of Camden, Arkansas, which is where I pastor with my church is, we received okay. information about the opportunity to sign the petition uh, on a uh, Thursday. I just got it kind of in the wind on Thursday. We were told that the petition could be signed at a local attorney's office downtown uh, between 8 o'clock and noon uh, if you wanted to sign the petition. So. Here I go, uh, downtown Camden, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and I go up to the door. Uh, the door is locked. The office is closed, it's n and oh, no my. one is there. And obviously, it was a premeditated move to keep us from knowing until the last moment and to keep us from being involved. So the Learns Act petition falls short by nine, less than 1,000 votes, and it's because the racism, the system of white supremacy, did its job quite well. And so we wow. should learn from this incident how to prepare 
ourselves for times to come because just like COVID ain't dead, racism ain't dead either. It's alive and well, and it's doing its job in its local areas. So the entirety of the state of Arkansas will suffer. Uh, and even I think about I think about not just black children, but there are white children who want to know the whole story, and they will be restricted from getting the much-needed information simply because of the ideology, the thoughtology of those who are in power who are using it wrongly. So we have a battle uh, on our hands, and I'm told that Asa Hilliard, that one of the last things he ex- expressed colleagues was that be sure to remember that we are in a cultural war, and I think this yeah. incident just recently proves uh, the point uh, quite well. So that's what's happening in the state of Arkansas uh, to date. That That is so sad. And, you wow. know, it's interesting that you said that, but it wasn't too long after uh, in regards to uh, Dr. Hilliard. It wasn't that long after that that we didn't, Dr. Hilliard was no longer on this earth. He Absolutely. said a lot of powerful things for the greater good of black people that we, we, we know the story. We know the rest of the story. Yeah, we and we know what happened to Dr. King. We know what happened to Malcolm X. We know what happened to a lot of people. And we yeah. also know what happened to Dr. Asa Hilliard, who yeah. comes from my city, the city of Tyler, Texas, went to high school with, well, well he, he had graduated by the time I got there, but my older siblings, went to school with him. They were all in the classes together, so they knew him very, very well. I knew the, the younger I knew, knew um, Gail. Gail, his, his sister, there was only one girl in that family, and that was Gail Hilliard, and she was the baby of them. The, the, the brothers were older, and so, um, so I knew her very well. But mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew of Dr. Hilliard and all of the work and, and all of his high school days and the great things that he had done for this world, for this nation and this world. And as we know that he was in Africa when he died. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, that was, but anyways, it was a sad story. Very sad story. So, okay, Miss Rihanna, I'm going to turn it over to you and I'm going to try to reach out to to, uh, Pastor Steve. Uh, who is supposed to be our special guest on tonight. But before I do that, I'm actually going to, uh, that's what I was about to do, is send the flyer of uh, what is actually getting ready to expire. Uh, I'm sorry, not expire, getting ready to transpire, rather, in uh, for <laughs> East Texas and what is oh. going, what is going to, oh, Mr. Arthur, I'm sorry. Mr. Arthur, you there? Yeah, how y'all doing, how y'all doing tonight? How's everybody? We're, Welcome. Yes, Bye. we're good. How are you doing? All right. Right, right, right. So, Mr. Arthur, you can bring us up to date on anything that you want to bring us up to date on, and I'll be right back. All right. Who's on tonight? Cars in Arkansas. Colin and Rihanna. I heard that. That's funny. Come back, Colin and Miss Rihanna. (laughs) Mr. Colin and Miss Rihanna is on. (laughs) Yes. Hey, Car- hey, brother, Car- I see what a uh, I see what a court stopped the old crazy governor from trying to put librarians in jail. Yeah, we did. We just got through kind of chatting about that, the Learns Act, and all the things surrounding that. So, you know, we got a governor that uh, I think has some missing marbles uh, 
of the wrong marbles in the wrong places. So here it is. Here we go. Well, you know, she was Trump's spokesperson for a while. And oh, yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. So, well, so we, uh, we all remember so well. Yes, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I. Well, of course, now, of course, now, I trade you. I trade you. Let's see. Do, do I want her? Do you, would you trade her for Hot Wheels that we got here in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> that's a really you got to make a deck of playing cards. <laughs> that's, that's a really interesting way to put that, Hot Wheels, okay? I hadn't heard that one before. I don't know. I think it's kind of switcheroo, switcheroo, you know, any, meeny, miny, mo. you know. I'm not sure which would be if it's the less of the two evils of two evils, period. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. You just trade one evil for another evil. Yeah. That's correct. That's uh, correct. So true. No, but up here in Dallas, uh, Christian, uh, you know, Pastor Hayne, he's in a good position, so everybody kind of wait and see what the program going to be with that. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and so this is, uh, you know, getting close to going back to school time, so folks kind of gearing up for that. Uh, you know, the election coming, as you all well know, so uh, it's supposed like, what's, you know, it's supposed like, is it this what, uh, August? So, yeah. you know, August is like dog days, so it ain't really mm-hmm. a whole, it ain't really like a whole lot going on. We're just watching the national scene right now, right, with uh yeah. Trial and see what's going to happen. I hope they, I hope they, uh, show, I hope they do it on TV. They should do it on TV. You know, the, the uh, 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 trial in DC. So I'm hoping that that, uh, uh, you know, happens. But as far as they, like they Dallas, debated that. Yeah, yeah, they debated that. That was debated on the Madison show the other day, and uh, that was a prevailing number of African American personalities who believed that. The trial should be televised so that, you know, we can get exposed to what we want to decide about. So I, I, I vote for it being televised, you know, because I'm intelligent enough to make up my own mind, and I think that he should be exposed for what he has done, what he is, and what he's continuing to try to do. I mean, I, 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 so I'm going to vote for televised this trial. We, I want to see. You know, the interesting thing about that whole thing is that, is that uh, you know uh, uh, indictment indictment number four, which is which is about uh, you know rights, you know you know that's he went to the he went to the Fourteenth uh, uh, Amendment to the uh, Voting Rights Act back in eighteen sixty six to do that one. So that's mm-hmm. so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's right. And it's not trying to get. I'm trying to tell my white friends, hey, look, yo, you know, if we don't get our vote, you ain't got your vote, and it's just it's just that so. That's we ain't got to vote. And so, you know, if you're thinking that they just not letting us vote, they ain't got nothing to do with you. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. You know, mm-hmm. and so and so that and so that uh uh number four, you know, so that's what that's about. That's about uh uh trying to take away our right to vote. And so mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm telling people I keep I keep saying I'm I'm keep saying to folks hear me, these people ain't playing with y'all. They ain't playing. These, these right. are not the same regular racist white boys you used to, young girls you used to. This this whole new crew. These folks here actually they want to own you again. They say that kind of stuff. They want to own you. And so we have to understand, you know, what that is. You know, we know it's fascism. We know it's about we know it's about what it's about twenty. It's about twenty thirty percent of the, uh, of the white population. And so you know, white folks might step up. 
you know, we're going to make it, you know, we're going to make it, but, but, you know, but uh, again, you know, uh, you know, white folks won't have to make choices. Remember, I told you a long time ago, and I wrote, and I wrote an article on it, uh, uh, let's end the Civil War. You know, we talk, I've talked to you all about this many times on the show. Let's end the Civil War. This is a, this is a North and South dynamic going on. This is the old Civil War mm-hmm. updated. And we are proxy warriors in this process. We need to understand that we are proxy warriors and that we're being okay. utilized in this, in this proxy fight. Okay? And so uh, now what DeSantis has done, you know, he did kind of like Trump. You know, he kind of gave up the game. He just said, hey, look, we don't want white kids to feel bad. In other words, the other side of that is we don't care how your black kids feel. Mm-hmm. This is what our kids feel bad. So yeah. Ben, yeah. Well, say to you, uh, back in the day, you remember they used to take a, a you know a glove and slap a guy in the face and say, "We, we let's duel." Okay, well that's duel talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Oh no, I, I don't yeah. ever remember hearing about that, Mr. Arthur. Well, what about what? Uh, they would take a glove and slap someone in the face and do what? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, slap them and throw it down. You ain't never seen them old uh, Robin Hood movies and stuff where they slap folks in the face with the with, with the white glove. I challenge you to no. a duel. No. Uh, what? Uh, you made a shot to that. Yeah, I tried to tell you that I did already. <laughs> you didn't take me for real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but at any rate. Good point. Uh-huh. I get it. I understand what you're uh-huh. saying. Yeah, but I'm just saying well, that. So, so no, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about guys, if you if you don't mind. I, what I'm I'm troubled by, until the pastor uh, comes in, I did reach out to him, uh, 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 Dr. Carr, and uh, he's going to be coming in shortly. His name is uh, Pastor okay. Steve Miller. And I, I think okay. I, I sent flyers to you guys so that you'll know what the discussion mm-hmm. is all about East Texas and uh, what uh, Mr. Arthur is doing, what we're all trying to do to to wake up people. And what what I said quickly, what I said in the um, the meeting, the summit that I was speaking on, the Women's Summit, a Black Women's Summit, and Black Women in Leadership on Saturday was that there are more black folk in Texas than any other state in the union. There's 2.9 million black people in Texas, but we have very few elected officials. We never had a governor. Many state cities have never had uh, a black mayor to include my city in Tyler. And, and then we don't get to the post to vote. Then we have very few on the statewide level, uh, and then we have a few on local levels like myself in Tyler, Texas, and other cities. But we don't have any that state at the top level. Now, what I said to them on Saturday to the ladies, it was it was an amazing conference. It really was. And I said it was a bittersweet when – Vice President Kamala Harris became the vice president and the first uh, female uh, vice president and the first to be up at that level. But we also know how important was the position where she came from, right? She came from the senatorial seat. 
And so now we have one black male that sits there, uh, and and then that seat that she held is no longer held by a woman. It's no longer hmm. held by a black woman. So that's why I say it was a bittersweet. Uh, we were happy to see that she became the vice president and the probability of her becoming the president someday. Hmm. But we know the power where she came from, right? The most powerful position aside from from um, the Supreme Court, and that's a different level. That's the judi- judiciary side. But she came from that executive side, and that was a, the most powerful position in the nation, is mm-hmm. in the Senate. So it was a bittersweet. So with that being said, I wanted to circle back ar- around and, and talk about how important it is for us to make sure that people in East Texas get to the polls to vote because and Ms. Arthur and Ms. Rihanna, both uh, Dr. Carr, can tell you. Do you guys hear that or is that me? I think that's, that's you. Who's that? Can, uh, can you hear it? I hear it. I'm not, I'm, I hear it. I'm not sure who it is. Uh, Pastor Miller, are you on? I'm here. Okay. So, so we hear, I don't know what we're hearing from you, but... <laughs> But we hear a lot of scraping and carrying on in the background. <laughs> like somebody work. How are you doing? Yeah, welcome to the show. Yeah. Can you get into a quiet area, maybe in your vehicle? I, I know you're trying to get home because you have food with you, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Let me pull over <laughs> and see if that is, affects my sound. You can hear okay. noise in the well, background. Well, we heard some scraping or whatever, but I know you need to get the food on home, so I, we don't want you to stop driving. Oh, oh no, 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 no! I just, I just stopped in and got some food, so let me. Um, no, oh, I'm fine. Oh, okay, let me find okay. a place where I, can, where I can pull oh, in. Oh, yeah. So you still hear yeah. the noise in the background, or, or am I? No, clear? I, no, no, we, we don't hear it anymore. I, I don't hear. Oh, it okay, anymore. let's go then. All right, I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we were just about to set them up and prepare them for you uh, to come in. And so I was, uh, first of all, welcome to Marvelous Monday. It's great to have you on. Uh, We have, uh, yes, and one of our pastors is not on yet because he has something going on at his home right now. And he may be Mm -hmm. able to come in later. He's out of Beaumont, Texas. And then, of course, Dr. Odell Carr who is, not, I mean, we're going to make him an honorary Texan, but he lives in <laughs> Ar- Little Rock. He lives in Arkansas, outside of Little Rock. Uh, so, um, so he is also a pastor. And so, uh, so the, uh, Ms. Pastor Steve, you can go ahead, and, and uh, as, as I was telling them, and then I'm going to uh, turn everything over to you, but I, I told them one of my mantras when I was running for um, Congress, when I first started to run for Congress, my mantra was, so goes East Texas, so goes Texas. And that is mm-hmm. finally catching on, and people are understanding just where I, was, where I was with that and how I was fighting to get more people registered and get them to the polls. So, Pastor uh, Steve, I actually have sent uh, the team the, um, the flyer. And so yes. we'll just give everybody a second to introduce themselves to you, and then you can introduce yourself to them. So we'll okay. start with you, Dr. Carr. Dr. Carr. Odell Carr, El Dorado, Arkansas. 
uh, author of uh, Resurrecting the Black Mind, my first uh, published work. Uh, happy to be associated with you. Looking forward to a long-term relationship. Great. Ms. Rihanna? Amen. Ms. Rihanna, are you still there? Okay, Ms. Rihanna, Ms. Rihanna may have stepped away. Ms. Rihanna is in Kentucky. Uh, she has been. Uh, she was one, one of my campaign managers. Have been a part of me and my for for years. Uh, part of radio mm-hmm. on Thursday. She's part of Monday Night Radio. She's our engineer um, for the uh, for the Monday Night Show, and uh, mm-hmm. she lives she lives out in Kentucky. And but she's originally okay. from uh, from Texas. She's originally from. Um, Rockwall, Texas, right outside of Dallas, as you know. And then Pastor oh, yeah. Michael Cooper, who is not on just yet, and he is in Beaumont, Texas. And so um, then, Mr. Arthur, would you introduce yourself, please, sir? Yeah, how you doing, sir? Uh, Arthur Fleming, uh, past president of NACP Dallas, current uh, uh, columnist for the North Dallas Gazette here in Dallas. My line, uh, my byline is Freedom Riders. Freedom Rides 2.0. I'm pushing bring back the Freedom Rides. Um, Amen. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and in business, I have a BBA in business uh, management. And so uh, and I'm looking forward to working uh, with you with what you're doing because it's good because what you're doing is like a pitch. Come back. And Mr. Did you say he was a graduate actually, of Texas A&M? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, He's a graduate of Texas A&M. What well, year? I graduated from A&M. Has, he, uh, 82. Hello, I'm 91. Well, 91. Okay. He's very, very recently. And, and then I was, he, he also hails from East. He's got roots in East Texas as well. Okay. Okay. Well, okay, Pastor Steve, we'll turn it over. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm I asked what he plays you then, because I know he plays something. What, what, what you play? No, no. His, his wife is your, his wife is your, Sorority's sister, and he's none Greek. Oh, is that right? Okay, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> Mr. Arthur y'all, is uh, Alpha Phi Alpha. Go ahead. Okay. Did, did y'all hear me? Did, did I lose y'all for a second? No, no. Go ahead. We can hear you now. Okay. Okay. I said I played Kappa just in case y'all couldn't hear me. Oh, I oh, didn't okay. know that. See, I didn't even know that. You never See, mentioned yeah. that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I, I, you know, I didn't know you were initiated into any. I did not know you were Greek. I'm so sorry. I, I, okay. So then we got a we got a Kappa brother on. Very good. Well, well, as he probably knows that there are more Kappa brothers at elected officials in Washington D.C. than any other fraternity. Actually, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, I keep up with what's going. We, I keep up with what's going on in my country. But anyways, <laughs> from from the we're Greek all we're, the way down. Go ahead. Alumni. That's what we're alumni, though. So okay, it's good to know you, alumni. So he, so he's a member of the Divine Nine, and you guys are alums. So, so Amen. tell us more about yourself, uh, Pastor uh, Michael. Uh, excuse me, uh, Pastor Steve, and I will turn everything over to you and. Uh, but you tell us anything else that you want us to know about yourself and then what you, you're working toward right now. All right. All right. Again, my name is Reverend Steve Miller. I'm the assistant pastor at Mount Hebron Baptist Church in Henderson, Texas, born and raised in Henderson, <laughs> Texas, 
<laughs> was on the basketball team, a part of the mighty Henderson Lions back in the day. Graduated from there, went to Texas A&M, majored in political science, um, graduated from there in 91. Then I came back later and got an MBA from there out of the Mays Business School, specializing in uh, um, commercial real estate, commercial real estate finance. Uh, worked in the banking industry for a real long time in the Houston area, specializing in real estate. And um, then I uh, recently graduated from seminary. I went to Austin Presbyterian Theological Seminary, got a Master's of Divinity there. But around 2009, the Lord called me out of banking into civil rights work. And I've been working in civil rights work since August 15th of 2009. So here in about, you know, the next eight or nine days, I'll be celebrating my 14th year of doing civil rights work. Um, I run a nonprofit. Nonprofit's been in existence unofficially since 2009, but I've done a lot of work in there. And Wiley College was a fiduciary for me during that time that I wasn't a 501c3, but I became a 501c3 in September 2019. And my name of my nonprofit is the United States Christian Leadership Organization. And what we do is we specialize in organizing churches to be more civically engaged. My goal is to get the church to reclaim its prophetic voice that it had, especially in the 50s and the 60s with Martin Luther King Jr. and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, that after the assassination of MLK, you know, we pretty much lost the organization that we were operated in that changed not only the lives of African Americans, but the lives of so many other minorities and the lives of the whole world, really, because people, people who were, um, um, what was one of the words we would use from it in, in, in seminary, um, dominant, I guess, is a word that I'll use, but it's not the word I want to use. It's that other word will come back to me here in a little while. They weren't used to functioning with us and, and living with us on the scale that they do now. So the fact that we want our freedom changed their lives well. So those pastors and churches and congregations and other leaders were responsible for changing the lives of millions of people across the planet, if not billions of people. But we got away from that. And um, because we've gotten away from it, we're living the results now. They said, you, I've heard someone say, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And we've been on the menu pretty much ever since 1968. It's been a very slow decline. And now we're seeing what our lack of involvement has gotten us um, as a race of people. So my job and my nonprofit's sole mission is to raise up the church, to reclaim its prophetic voice, and to organize and be more involved in civic engagement. And that is Great. voting, not only voting, but that is advocacy at the city council level, school board level, county commissioners level, really those local issues where everything, where things really, really matter, things really matter on the state level, but not as much as on the local level because it's right there with your life. But we're going to be acting, we act on the state level and we act on the uh, national level as well. And in that vein, this coming Thursday, August 24th from 9 to 5, I am having a convening of pastors all across East Texas. I'm especially concerned about rural, uh, rural America, rural Texas, because the cities get stuff. And, and the cities get things that the rural parts of Texas, the rural parts of America don't get. We, we are so, so marginalized when it comes to resources. For example, one of the most basic things that a person can need and has is health care. And they're closing down rural hospitals left and right. And people have to travel 
to places, you know, 30, 40, 50 miles to have health care. And that really doesn't make sense because those people in Florida, they need health care right there in their city. And these places are closing down. So that's one of the issues that we'll be targeting. But we're having a convening. Uh, pastors in East Texas, leaders of African-American community organizations, and women. And we're bringing them together to discuss and put in the infrastructure of how we can reignite the American Civil Rights Movement. That's what we're doing. We have some wonderful pastors are going to become, we have some, some, some pretty reputable pastors, pastors who are coming. We have General Secretary of the BM&E Convention, which is Reverend Amos Horton. He and I have been working on this initiative together. He's a part of it. We have Dr. Reverend Dr. Kurt Dale Roberts, which is the president of the BM&E General Convention, who is sponsoring and supporting our efforts to reignite the uh, American Civil Rights Movement. We have uh, John Adolph, brother. I can't remember his name from the Houston area is going to be there. we got Rem Reynolds. we got Rem Walker is going to come. Um, we got a host of community organizations. And we're going to have about 50 or 60 women coming because we know, you know, in the, in the 1960s, women, they were a part of it, but they weren't an equal part of it. So we, are, we want to let women know that, that you're just as important and we need their help um, in order to diversify this thing because in order for us to be successful in this day and time, we're going to have to have a multi-pronged, movement and and uh, so these are the people that we're inviting so we're very very serious about what we're doing this is not a fly by night something like i said i've been working in this for the last 14 years and i've developed and i've developed a certain amount uh, of expertise in what i do um i've won international awards i've been featured in Forbes magazine a couple of times christianity today um billy graham's magazine um I've been written about by authors. Um, what's his name? Philip Yancey has written about me and actually paired me with um, um, Brian Stevenson in a piece that he did a couple of years ago uh, based on the book that he wrote. There's a video that's out. So I was so humbled and honored to be paired with somebody of his magnitude for the civil rights work that he does and the civil rights work that I do. So it's time for the church to rise back up, to organize its community and be leaders and lead us back to the promised land because when you go out and look and see our children, our children are dying. Um, not only our children, our adults, we are dying. We finished last as African Americans in almost every category. Our children can't read. The music is terrible. Um, um, unemployment is unbelievably high, especially in the rural areas. Um, we don't lay claim to most of those jobs. Uh, most of the work that we have is manual or healthcare, where we're babysitting uh, and, and, and sitting people. So we just don't have access to corporate America like other people do. And so one of the things, challenges that our group will take on is to restore these things or at least bring these things to the African-American youth so we can take care of our family and live on a healthy way just like everybody else does. And the last thing, then I'll stop talking. Um, you know, black pastors have always been the voice of America. We've been the voice of America for many years. Um, back in the 50s and 60s, we were the one that made that Constitution tr- free. I mean, true, because it says that all men were created equal, and clearly that was not a belief about us that we were created equal. Matter of fact, we were three-fifths of a person. We were second-class citizens. And through the work of black preachers, SCLC, MLK, and other organizations, 1964, 65 civil rights bills were passed. And we were ushered into a new millennium that took us away from this 
degrading segregation that we were under. But it, but these things seem to be coming back, and uh, we want to be an alternative voice to uh, Christian right uh, evangelicals who seem to believe believe that um, hate can coexist with Christianity. That it's okay to support somebody who believes in taking retribution. Um, telling lies to the point of inciting riots where people were killed and saying that this is just horrific and saying that I could shoot somebody in Fifth Avenue and still not lose. I mean, how could how could men and women of God uh, who say they love God support a person like this? Um, I just don't understand. But what we're going to do as pastors is hold these actions, these statements up to the word of God and contrast it with it so people can see that. You can't hold both of these things concurrently. You can't you can't say you're a Christian and then support and silently no, not support, but then actively take away the rights of people because you hate them. Right. And so or okay. think they are less than. Right. Okay, Pastor. That, no, that was a, I, yes, yeah, no, that was outstanding. We're gonna we're gonna have questions for you, but that was a a great exegesis about yourself. And one thing I I learned, uh, two things I've learned about you tonight is that you're Greek, and then number two <laughs> that you worked you worked in banking. And so since yep. you worked in banking, I have to bring, I have to share with you about the three black women uh, in the country who are leading. Uh, the way of, of uh, opening black banks, one starting in, Vir- in Virginia, the next one uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, and the next one in, in South Carolina. And we'll talk about that. Oh, wow. Uh, off, off, yes. Uh, but but I, I, I want to mention this because, because the country is waking up to this point, and that's why they're revisiting the uh, gender gap uh, about women because women are more likely to vote than any man in the country, as you know, and that's who actually wins elections. So that's why specifically that, that men are waking up to recognize that in order to win some elections, they got to have the women on board and young women are more likely to vote than any young man or be actively involved uh, in the political Mm -hmm. process and to include uh, we were in we were in Austin and there were sixty thousand women down there marching uh, when all of this stuff came about with Abbott and the country uh, wanting to make uh, make decisions for women in their health care and uh, and there were men there that were supporting uh, as well and of course I we all remember the Million Man March and what happened there but women have always actually been the voting who carried the votes, but they didn't get involved politically because they were not allowed uh, to be involved politically. So now women are uh, the voices of women, I should say, uh, being noted more than they were in the past because they know that in order to win an election, because I, I share with you that, I'm at the polls working every single year for years. My my family used to carry us with them to the polls when we were young kids. They didn't leave us at home. They carried us to the polls when they got mm-hmm. the opportunity to vote, my grandparents and all that. And so I worked the polls every single election, every single one. And 90% of the people who are working those polls are women. 
So it's mm. very important to bring bring women along the way. Mm. So tell Amen. us about because because you did mention and and I was glad that you eventually did get around to the fact that you're inviting all these women. Oh but, yeah, we're gonna have about fifty or sixty but, women at this convening. Yes, at least great. But, but I can tell you, yes, when I was growing up, I know unequivocally, and Mr. Arthur and, 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 and Dr. Carr as well, and even Ms. Rihanna knows that when, when black people needed to make things happen, they went to the churches. But Absolutely. then we decided that we wanted to have, we wanted to become a 501c3, which we have always been a non churches have always been a nonprofit organization. Yeah, but they're always nonprofit. You they don't have to file that. That, but there you go. But as soon as we started filing that, then we brought the attention of the IRS to the churches, and then they started to try and to tell the pastors what they could or couldn't and the preachers what they could or could not do. Uh, but but the one thing that I tell the preachers that you can stand in your pulpit and you can encourage your parishioners to go to the polls and you can encourage them to to register to vote. You just can't tell them who they should vote for. That and is correct. That's, that's the, and that's the difference. So um, anyways, tell us uh, about the date, date and time again, and then I know that the members are going to have some questions for you. Okay. So, so the convening is going to be Thursday. And the reason why we put it on Thursday is because pastors get jammed up on Saturdays with funerals. That's true. So you you can you can get you can get a lot of yeses, but then man you're gonna man that comes Saturday people are going to pass away and that pastor's gonna to have to go and officiate that funeral and we're just gonna miss a lot of them. So in order to keep from missing that, we put it on a Thursday, and then you know we have a lot of retired pastors, but then you just have to take off work and come. So it's gonna be Thursday, August twenty fourth. From nine to five at a Bug Scuffle Retreat Center in Cushing, Texas. A beautiful place. It's a retreat center. It has a five cabins. It has a pond where you can fish. It has a swimming pool, walking trails, as an event center. So it's perfect to have a planning session. And it's going to go is from there a nine cost to five. To it? Right. No, is there a there's cost? no cost. There is no cost. Right. Um, we're going to feed the people who come. So lunch will be Fair served. Enough. For free that night. Yes, ma'am. Interesting. Okay. okay. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm glad to see that that the pastors that you're pulling, trying to pull the preachers and all that together, because once again, everything that happened during my growing up days went straight through the churches. They were the churches who led the way and did the things to uh, to make changes uh, in our country and in our communities. Uh, across the nation. Dr. Carr, you That's have right. a, qu- a question Question for uh, Pastor Steve? Well, not, not so much as a question, but just a comment. I'm so curious mm-hmm. about uh, how you were able to uh, get this outreach uh, into the ethers, and I'm so hopeful that once this conference comes and goes, you'll be in a position to share with us uh, how you laid it out so that we can replicate the process here in the, my part of the world here in Arkansas. Amen. Well, we sure will. You, uh, <laughs> Pastor Steve, before you answer that, uh, do you plan to have a Zoom set up? Because that would be one way that Dr. Carr can yeah. tune in. And then yeah. some that who cannot make it, yeah. they, you can put a Zoom link out there and uh, and they'd be able to Zoom in to, to the conference. That's just I'll the only thought. have a Zoom link for people. 
Yeah, I I'll, I'll, we'll only have a Zoom link for people who are, like, out of state, but I won't have a Zoom link for people who are in Texas because sometimes Zoom links can depress actual attendance. Oh, no, no, but, I, but Dr. Carr is in, in but I will get I will Arkansas. get him. Yeah. But I will. He's in Arkansas. But I will get him one. Since he's out of state, I will definitely okay. get him. Right. Okay. Yeah. That'd be yeah. good. We'll That'd be really good. Yeah. I think right. gratification well, well, the, the, the process primary is focus. When it, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, right Dr. Here. Carr. No. No. no I was sir. just about to say that too. Replicate successful processes is what right. we're all about. If something is working in Texas, let's make sure that it can work in Arkansas and go across the nation because, as you said so eloquently, we do need to get back to the old landmark. And I think that going through the church, and Dr. Haddon, if, if he were on there, he'd be amen in that. This is our uh, vehicle is a church. And whatever yes. uh, is being done in other parts of the country that can move us forward, I certainly want to be aware of it too connect in with the brothers uh, and sisters in my area. So I applaud you for your work and look forward to uh, the results, hearing the results of what you do. Thank you. You had a question. You said, how did you do it? I'll tell you how I did it. I'm leaving uh, I'm leaving St. Augustine, Texas right now as we speak, visiting Reverend Amos Horton. I get in my car and I drive and I drive and I drive and I, I make pitches to ministerial groups. I make pitches to women's groups. I make yeah. pitches to organizations. Yeah. I call, call, call. It's just never-ending calling and driving nonstop every day. <laughs> That's work. That's the work. That's doing the work the right way. Mm-hmm. I applaud you. Yes, sir. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, and it should, you know, it should be at the point where, where this kind of thing is easy because Mr. Arthur can tell you this is something we've been working on for a long time. And that's trying to get the churches awake and up and moving again. This is something that it has never stopped, really, to be honest, because we recognize and, and we're, we're old enough to remember that everything used to go straight to the church. And, and we also recognize that we've been out there on that battlefield with boots on the ground trying to, to make this kind of thing. And, Ms. Rihanna, you can, you can come in as well. We have carried this message all the way to Washington, D.C., Many times we go to the Congressional Black Caucus each year, and we're pleading and telling them the importance of getting people in East Texas involved in what is going on in America. Yeah, and, and, and let me give you just a little background or some statistics on East Texas here, or just on Texas in general. This is how important East Texas is. I mean, East Texas is in the Bible Belt and the Black Belt, all right? Yeah. Um, okay. It's, you know, it's situated along the border of Louisiana, which was a huge slave state. There were many slaves in, in East Texas, um, starting out in Jefferson, Texas, and Henderson, Texas, my hometown. They were like, they were like at one point, the capital of Texas had the most slaves in it than any other place in the state of Texas. That's Jefferson, Texas, and Henderson, Texas. Matter of fact, Henderson, Texas is mentioned in John F. Kennedy's book um, that he won the Pulitzer Prize for Profiles in Courage as the most powerful city in the whole Texas region. And and because Henderson burned in the early 1860s, John F. Kennedy said that's the reason Henderson burning was the reason why the Civil War touched off. That's in Profiles and Courage, John F. Kennedy's book, My Hometown. So there are a lot of African Americans here, right? So the state of Texas has more African Americans than any other state 
in the union. Three point eight seven five million. Yeah, I I just gave it to them just before you came on. That's what we were talking about at the onset of the show. My husband's when my husband graduated from theology school, his first church that still exists was in Henderson, Texas. It's South Oaks Church of Christ right now. And I know he, it. He stayed. Yeah, I, of course you do. <laughs> I know it. That was his first church. And wow. he stayed there for eight years. Stayed there eight years. So right now, Churches Texas is dominated by Republicans. And, and, right and now, I tell Texas. people this is that Texas is not a red state. It is a non-voting state. We don't get – the people are registered to vote here. They just don't get out to the polls to vote. Mr. Arthur, come. I, I know you have some questions or some comments, Mr. Arthur, because Mr. Arthur, too, has been on that battlefield for a very long time, and he has roots in East Texas. Mr. Arthur, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and I want to uh, – your full disclosure, my civil rights journey started in started in 1980. Uh, we, we created the uh, NAACP chapter down in uh, East, Texas, East Texas State at the time, Commerce. Uh, Ivy Moore, okay. who's a cap- Who's the capital is my NAACP mentor, and so all right, all uh, right. so I worked with him. Uh, he, he went to state conferences, went to some national conventions with him. So he kind of so so I have more kind of showed me. Look, that's my boy right there. So I want everybody to know that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, like Sherry was saying, uh, you know, again, Freedom Rise 2.0. It basically started. We did okay. Michael Cooper becomes on later. He he was running right. for lieutenant governor, and I was one of the we we did a Bull Connor March uh, rally down in Austin. That's right. We, That's right. I introduced Shirley to him. And, 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 well, let me, and can I jump in? And I think maybe mm-hmm. two people from East Texas was there. But go ahead, Mr. <laughs> Be- begging, begging to get people from East Texas down to Austin, Texas. And, yeah, and baby. Du- during the legislative session. But go ahead, Mr. Arthur. And our motto, and our motto is on, on East Texas. Now, if they'll tell you, now, now folks tell you that it's almost four million black folks here in Texas. Now you know they're lying. You know it's more than that, don't you? You know it's more than that. Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that, oh yeah. Those, those are those are the ones that filled out the census report. So put it yeah. Like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a lot more than that. So uh, yeah. Basically, you're right. You know, I love I love I love you doing. I'm looking forward to coming down there because again. You know what we're doing. Uh, you know from that, from that, and from that campaign, trying to see how we can organize East Texas. Uh, came came Freedom Ride 2.0. So yeah. it's kind of a, a growing process that we've gone through. So now where we are now, and 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 have the bilateral pushing it. Uh, you know we want to educate our leaders uh, to the fact that we can do this. That we have more. Tools that Martin Luther King ever had. We got more intellect. That's we right. got more. Money. There you go. There you go. We got more money. And so the only thing we need to produce is imagination. You know, some imagination, right? Along with some will. And, uh, you know, and there's no there's no reason for us not to be uh, successful. So what you're doing, uh, I'm looking forward to working with you because, again, you know, uh, the church is going to be a, is a cornerstone of what we're talking about. Uh, you know, we need we're, we're trying to bring back the freedom schools during the summers, right? You know, folks with the CRT mm-hmm. stuff. Right. We've got to get on kids. And so, uh, uh, so we need to see what kind of resources we have just with them. The goal is this with Freedom Rise 2.0. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
voted to uh, register, register the black vote, the black block vote throughout the South uh, to develop our economic and political power independent of the Democratic and Republican parties, right? Because we don't get no respect until we get off the algorithm. We got to create our own algorithm. Okay, once we do that uh, and establish that, then we can coalition with other groups. But, and then we'll be able to aim our power at both Democrats and Republican Party. So, uh, and then by doing that, and then by doing that, we'll be in a position to, because uh, we have a $2 trillion economy in our community. It's just, yeah. we just don't have, we, it's just not aimed. So if we do this, we organize the political piece, better create the economic piece, and then we'll be able to uh, uh, take that, and then we'll be able to develop and, and create scale uh, within our own communities, and, and so and that goes to the tech piece and the matter piece and so forth. We'll get up in there, but basically, I'm just saying that we got everything we need, and uh, you sound like a young man that kind of uh, you know kind of understands that. So we look forward to working. <laughs> right. Well, and Pastor thank you so much, sir. Excuse me, I keep saying, Pastor Steve. I wanted to tell you that in 2012, we had a, a and, and Mr. Arthur calls it a freedom ride, but in 2012, the last time I ran against Louie Gohmert, we Jamie Harrison, um, Sheila Jackson Lee, every, half of Washington, D.C., they came down uh, and they r- rode with, they, they campaigned with me, stomped with me throughout East Texas. We could not, and this was done on, it was on a Thursday. We were trying to get as many pastors and preachers, we put it all out on the radio and television everywhere. We went from we started out in Marshall, Texas, and we ended up at Texas College because we were trying to recruit and get the students to see how important it was to not just register but go to the polls. We went all throughout. We covered, Mr. Arthur, do you remember how many? I know we covered at least 12 counties in one day. We covered, it was just a lot of work. Yes, it was. We started early that morning. Uh, uh, what's what's the um, the Congress lady that's running? Uh, what is the last name? Lee, that's running, running for Senate Barbara right Lee. now. Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee's running for. Yes, yeah, she came too. We had a lot of people down here, and we couldn't wake up the pastors to get in that. It was probably about 12 carloads of us in a van, and we covered all of those counties, but we could not get, there was not one pastor or a preacher that joined us in that. And it, like I said, we ended up at Texas College, and then they got, then then I had, they, as a matter of fact, Sheila Jackson Lee flew in to Shreveport, Louisiana, and I sent my first sergeant and one of my campaign uh, interns down to pick her up, to bring her up here. We, it was an amazing day. And along the way, people put on uh, lunches for them. We'd stop in uh, Upshur County and this county and that county, and they stopped for uh, snacks and lunch and whatever, and we kept on going. We went all the way up to Texarkana and then back down to Smith County, ended up here in Smith County and speaking at Texas College. So I am so wow. excited that you are doing – because guess what? It takes a pastor to get the pastors, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, it does. Mm-hmm. So it does. We, we're just so excited that you're putting 
this on, and we appreciate your reaching out to us. Uh, so that I got we can a question sure for y'all. We I got a question right for the pastors on this okay. call. All right, pastor. Okay. You know, there's you know, there are a lot of things Dr. I don't Carl. know. Can y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. We can yes, hear you I well. Can. Keep, talk. Keep okay. talking. Keep talking. So you know the fact, the fact that churches and pastors are not involved like they used to, and actively avoid this type of work. I've had a really difficult time getting them on board, even though I thank God for the ones who are coming on now. I really do. What is the reason for the lack of pastors getting involved in, in civic work? What's, what's the reason for that? I don't understand it. What, Lee, what's going on here? Help me understand it. Lee, let me help you understand. We know the answer to that. But, but, but let, oh, let the that. pastor speak first. Let, let Dr. Carr speak first, Mr. Arthur, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. I had a hey, recent experience at my church, as a matter of fact. I held a uh, meeting to bring in a local brother who was very well versed in what it is to be involved in local government at the city uh, council level, the mayor level, a, a retired military uh, brother, pastor, uh, preacher, minister. And uh, when he expounded with his presentation, we sat there in awe at what we did not know about how our local government operates. And I was the first one to say to him, we need this everywhere in every church. We need our pastors and leaders knowing this. And I think what I'm getting at is we are afraid of entering into the realm when it comes to things we don't know about because we don't want to be embarrassed by not knowing. So I think a lot of times pastors are not willing to step forward because we don't want to invest the time, the thought, the effort, and the energy in learning the process so that we can be an active part of the success of the movement. That is amazing what you just said. That is plum amazing. You said they're scared of other people's knowing that they don't know. Right. Correct. Wow. I saw this for myself. I saw this. I witnessed this myself. Not two months ago mm. at my own facility. Yeah. Mm. But that's one of our, even in our ministerial mm. alliance, we have a, about 25 brothers who meet every first Saturday of the month in various locations in our geography. And uh, things like this discussion, it will only come up if I bring it up. And it will come up because I'm about the only one who is versed enough in how do we go about doing what we do. And it's because I connect in with groups like this. I'm connected with people who are talking about issues and how they affect us and where we should be in the process. But we just don't have a lot of brothers who are willing to expend that time. You know, I mean, I'm on this broadcast on Monday night from 8 to 10, and I want to find out as much as I can to help my city, to help my church to help the people in my community, and I'm just in a minority who's willing to do that. So that's my answer to the question. That was a great answer, Rev. That was deep. I'd like to hear some more. (laughs) Pastor Steve, I I, want to jump jump in on that and and make a couple comments. When I was asked to run for Congress and – 
I was asked by a group of black Republicans here in East Texas. And, and I said to them, I, I said, um, okay, let me think about that. And then they said, you know, you, you got medical, you got military, you got education, uh, that these are the areas that I had worked in, right? And so they told me I was sitting on some wasted uh, education that uh, I, I should continue, as my father used to say, education is to give away and not to keep. So then when I decided that I was going to run for Congress, and let just show you a little difference between women and men. So, so these were mostly men that were asking me to do this. And I said, okay, well, now I've decided I'm going to do it. So I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to school and get my degree in political science. So they said, oh, no, 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 you don't need to do that. You've got enough education. That's what these men were telling me. So I said, no, my father told me to be totally prepared for every single thing that I do. So I went back and I got my degree in political I said, it's been a while since I sat in a government class and a social uh, studies class. No, it's been a long time. No, i, I got to refresh myself. So I went to the University of Texas and got my degree in political science and then turned around and enrolled into the master's program and keep on going and got, and, and then one day I, I was down to like the last three classes. I was in that third class and I had two more classes before I could complete and get my, my master's degree in political science. And my professor says, look, you got this, you know, this material, you go out there and win a, an election. So when I finished that class, I didn't go back for two more, those last two classes. So my point that I'm making is that most people are not going to take the time to learn. You don't have to right. go back and sit in the class. You, it, it'd be great if you did, but you can, the information is on the Internet. You can pick up a book and read and study. It's just downright laziness, but you will have more mm. women that would take on that responsibility. She may not win. I went to I mm-hmm. went to campaign school at Rutgers University. I went to campaign school in in Washington D.C. for for female veterans and then for all veterans because I wanted to make sure that I knew how to run a campaign. So I went to five mm-hmm. campaign schools before I decided to stop. There's not too many wow. people who will take that. And you're right, Pastor uh, Pastor Steve. They don't know, and they and they won't take the opportunity to go and learn. Okay, so so that you don't know, so what? Ask questions. Don't be don't be so. I don't know what the word would be that you won't ask. I, if I don't know something, I'm going to ask you because I want to know. Amen. And the, well, oh, you know, those, go, I'll just tell you what that. Research I'll, it. Go ahead, I'll tell go you ahead. exactly what that. That sounds like feelings of inadequacy. Well, but, but you can research stuff, and, and nobody would never know you're researching it. So you don't have to show your inadequacy. Just go and get your book and read. Uh, well, you know what they say: <laughs> if you want us not to know something, put it in a book. Put it in a book. <laughs> well, but you, you, you know, you'll check this here. here. I got a quick, I got a quick well, story ahead. for you, and it could be, it could okay. be this too. So I was okay. in Nacogdoches doing voter registration, right? Mm-hmm. So I ran up on a young lady. And I said, hey, would you like to register to vote? And she said no. And, and, she, was, and she wasn't nice about it either. I was okay. like, why don't you want to vote? I don't want to. I don't vote. I don't do that. Our vote don't matter anyway. 
And so mm-hmm. I sat around, you know, for a while. I stayed with it. Come on, vote. No, I don't want to vote. I don't like voting. I don't do that. You know, just all the reasons and just never would, no matter what reason I gave her, why it was, why it was important. She always came back with her reasons why she didn't want to do it. So finally, you know, I was, I was in Nacogdoches registering to vote for like a month. And I was posted up a gas, at a gas station in a table with a table. So over time, after being there a month, she came to that, she came to that store just about every single day. And so over time, I just wore down, and pretty soon we just kind of started laughing and being friends, you know. I developed a rapport with her, and she got a chance to sort of just let down her guard. So yes, after sir. she let, it, let down her guard for a while, I just went on as I said, come on. I said, between me and you, I said, what's the deal? Tell me. I said, why won't you register to vote? She said, because I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand. There it is. There it is. And then I said, and then I said, and this is directly in line with what Pastor said. He, this, he, then I said, you know what? I'll teach you. I'll show you. I'll explain it to you. And she said, but I still won't understand. That's what it was. She didn't know and she didn't think she could understand. And so just instead of saying that, she said all this other stuff. I, you know, there's a reason, but then there's a real reason. She gave all these yeah. reasons that weren't the real reason. And it all boiled down to uh she didn't understand, and she was afraid if she still heard it, that she still wasn't going to understand. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. There was a original question, Pastor. What was the original question before I, before I switched the tape, what I'm going to tell you? What the original, original question, question is, <laughs> was, why, don't, why, why have pastors not got involved in this kind of work, and why do they resist being involved in civil rights work and civic engagement work to help their people? Okay. That was the question. Oh, okay, and, and, and you start off. You said, you said for the, uh, you know, for the pastors on the call. Uh, I, I, I'm the resident center, so I need you to know that. <laughs> I, I, I represent that group, so you know. So, but but, but basically, you know, enough, you know, piggyback on what the what, what Rev said. Uh, it even go it even go deeper than that. The, the reason the reason they don't know is because. They have most of those folks you're talking about have moved past the white Jesus paradigm. They still stuck in that, and, mm. and as long as you're stuck in that, then your Believe pocket's it. gonna be your, your pocket's gonna be stuck with that too. And so, mm. and so I think it's a lot of fear involved uh, uh-huh. that they that they change. And and again, you know, you know, they only know what they know. And their congregation only know what they know too, right? So mm-hmm. I think you know, some just scared to move them to another space and another place. And, and, and what's happening right now is uh, stuff changing anyway, whether they do it or not. But so they finna get caught up in something, so they need to understand. They need to start educating themselves, start educating their uh, constituents. If you want to talk about the vote, then tell them. Then at least tell them. Uh, uh, you know, tell them. You know, give them some some real history some connection to who they actually really are. If they just do that part, you know, we got pastors scared to even do that. And so, you know, uh, uh, you know, I got a pastor friend on forward, if I can call his name. But now he, now, then he ain't got white Jesus in his, in his church, but he do have kind of what look like a mulatto Jesus. So, you know, he comes, <laughs> he comes a little bit. 
So, so I think that's a big part of it too. I think that I think these passages you're talking about, they 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 I mean they are they I mean they are psychological contact. They don't you know they just know you know they can't aim one way out. They don't want to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good, Pastor. Okay. Anything else? Any other comments? Any more questions for Pastor I got another Steve? question. Okay. Yes, sir. Go right ahead, sir. Because I'm dedicated to understanding this, this question so I can overcome it. How do we overcome it? How do we, how do we convince these pastors to be involved, to get involved? I mean... I'm working hard, you know. I'm working hard. I'm, I'm putting in many hours, you know. Be back on the road tomorrow. Oh, well, let me tell you what you do. Let me tell you what you do. What you do. So, so, so you, so, so you know. First of all, you're already doing it. You're doing it now. You're doing it. You've been an example of what it looked like. So, you, know, you got to understand when people change, they don't change immediately when they see the, you know, when you, you know, when you want them to. That looks you don't do a lot of stuff for the actual So you got to sense a lot of people looking at you changing right now with that event you don't have. That's people. So you got to that if you're frustrated about it, get rid of the frustration. You're already doing it. Now, the issue is can we, can we get other, a lot more people to duplicate what you're doing? And that's what other people to duplicate, you know, so forth and so on. And so, you know, I think that, yeah, but you're already doing it. Already doing that. Just keep it Amen. Up. Thank you for that affirmation, Pastor. And yes, and for every for, and, and Pastor uh, Steve, for every person that you ask that says no, there's somebody that will say yes. You just keep going one person after the next person after the next. But this is what I want to say to you. It is not a one man show. You gotta have more people involved in helping, and that's why I said on this show right here, and we talked about this, and this is our plan. I said this, I mean, I don't know how many weeks ago. I said, we got so many black, predominantly black organizations in this state, in this country, period, but let's just deal with our state of Texas. We have so many organizations that there's there's no big eyes and no little U's. Everybody wants to be the chief and not enough Indians. I said right. we can pull the president of every one of these organizations, whether it's the Divine Nine, whether it's the Top Ladies of Distinction, whether it's the Black uh, 100 Black Men, whether it's Title Organization of Men, and I'm just naming some organizations, right? Whether it's NAACP, uh, I don't care who it is. Pull the president from each one of these organizations. Pull them together. We have an we have an organization here in Tyler called the Black Leadership Group, and we would have we used to have our meetings regularly. We, we'll start things and we'll do them for a while, and then the next thing you know, they fall along the way and they're you, no more. They're gone. They're gone. Right, right. But if you right. and, and so and the purpose of that was to to form so that what is it that is affecting the black community and what can we do and what do we need to do to make that change and that transition. And voting was one of the number one issues that we would, we would cover. But, but, 
I know people become complacent. It doesn't look like, but our, our ancestors. We already said early on that we. One of my one of my favorite mantras that I put together also is we do more. The our ancestors did more with less, and we do less. less, and we have so with much more. more. Oh, wow. And so wow. that is the issue. For every person that says no, keep on until you get the right. But you can't do it by yourself. You have to have a That's team true. of people. That's why. And then you reached out to some people. You reached out to me a couple of days ago. And so, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. when you reach, and I said, absolutely, I, because this is, this is a work that we have been working at for a lot of years. I first ran for Congress in 2008. I came home and I saw things in East Texas happening with veterans that I did not like. And so when those guys came to me, I said, okay, if I don't like it, then I should do something about it. I should run for the office. That's how I decided to run. But I couldn't wake up, wake the people, couldn't wake up the black people in District 1. Yeah. Travel right. all over, over and over and over and over and over. East Texas. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And, 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 and I'm going to tell, tell you this quickly, and then I, then I give it back to you. Uh, there was Republicans said, we like everything you have to say. We just can't vote for you because you are not a Republican. If you got on a Republican ticket, we'll get rid of Louis Gomez today. Yeah. Is what I was told. But I said, vote for me for what I'm standing for, not for for what political party, because we only have two in this country, anyways, that really wins elections. Right. Surely. So, anyways, right. let me sure give it back to you. Go, go ahead, Ms. Arthur. Sure, sure, sure. I say to you what I just said to the pastor. Look, here, you got to understand how, this how, look at this how fighting works. This is how fighting works. This is how, uh, you know, this the, the dynamics of it is. You did what you did, and you did a great job. You're disappointed that the people didn't quote wake up. No, but they did wake up. Oh, okay, you weren't disappointed. Okay, wait a wait. wait, wait. No, no, I can't. Know. I can't let that. I can't let be bogged down with that. But go ahead, because uh, I did my part. Exactly, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. And now you did more to your part. You yeah. you created a path. You created a path for where we are right now. And so yeah. all I'm saying that you know people need to understand if you're actually doing the work, you can't that's measure right. it. In, you can't measure them wins and losses like that. You can't do that. There it's you not, go. There you go. You're 100%. If you measure them then you're not going to be able to do the work because you're going to be disappointed all, you know, a lot of times. But you got to understand, every, right. time you make an effort, every time you make an effort, whether it's That's successful it. or not, you left a print, you left an imprint. Whether you know it or not. You're, absolutely, you're absolutely correct. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that, Fred. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And then somebody go, and then somebody come behind you. It's gonna be easier for them because you did what you that's did. It. So I want, that's you right. know, so that's, that's it. So that's what you I mean, there are two great. Did. There are two great examples for that. Number one, uh, Shirley Chisholm, and then Jesse Jackson, and then Barack Obama. You know, and right, then right. and then and then Hillary and Bill Clinton with the health care thing in the 1990s. It was, you know, they started it, they failed, and it was very, very uh, uh, devastating to them. But then it came across, right. you know, 14, 15 years later. It, they sent the Duke blueprint for it, uh, which eventually allowed its passage. And, and I'll give you another one, Freedom Rise 2.0. Okay, we're talking about it now. Sure, that's it. That's it. That's Mustang, it. Mustang Rose, but I can see them. 
I can see him. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, well, uh, Pastor, Pastor Steve, we we're working on talking about getting a bus to we. Mr. Arthur and I have been on buses to Washington D.C. Free buses. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get another free bus. We we've been on buses to take our people to Selma, Alabama, to see what our ancestors, John Lewis and Dr. King and all those people, what they dealt with and what they went. We've walked across the Edmund Pettus Bridge twice mm-hmm. because yeah, I carried a bus load. Yeah, I carried a bus load twice to Selma, Alabama. And so that's what Miss Go ahead. We had the buses rolling. We had free to ride a uh, 2.0 with a 20-24 flavor working, you know, the communication product. So do you think, do, you think Alex would be doing what they're doing right now with black people? you think Mississippi would be doing what they're doing right now with them black people? No. And that's why yeah. we're going to have to that, – that, that's why it's important that we show some presence and some action. We must have that's presence right. and you, When you that's say it. Mississippi, you mean, you mean what the police officers did to that man? Is that what you're talking about? I'm talking about – I'm talking about – if we active in that, in that, in those spaces, it changes the whole dynamic of what's happening. And, right, and I'm does. not saying right. I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened, but I'm saying it would it would have lessened a chance. Why? Because you know, number one, uh oh, they got all them folks coming down here, and, and that's what that's that's what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to support our, our, our black folks throughout the south. That's why I say we gotta organize that vote throughout the south at a block. And then present it, and then present it in a powerful way. Uh, you know, aim it at the political uh, sources, so we can get economic resources. Again, that's correct. Affirmative. Mm-hmm. Well, we need that. We need affirmative access. We don't need affirmative access. Well, affirmative action gone. So we need affirmative access. Right, 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 right. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, Reverend, the one from Arkansas. Yes, sir. What what part of Arkansas are you from? I'm from, from the right. Arkansas. St. Francis County, uh, Forest City, Arkansas. I presently live in El Dorado, which is in South Arkansas, 13 miles from the uh, Louisiana line. So that's my geography for the last <laughs> 35, 38 <laughs> years. <laughs> I got you. Rem, are you in a position where you can drive on down here? I am. Come on. Come on, drive. Come on, drive down here and I, be with us. I am. Oh, I am uh, in position. Uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Carr, which um, – which border are you talking about from the uh, Shreveport side border? No, from the uh, Monroe side. The Monroe side. Okay. Okay. Right, from gotcha. the Monroe side. Right. Right. The Monroe okay. side. So you at the you okay. at the Arkansas Louisiana border right there north yeah, of Monroe. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where right. Michael. Jack, that's where Michael Jackson's relatives are from. Yes, of that course. Area I, there. I found it out recently, but that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's where Joe Jackson's from. Absolutely. <laughs> Joe Jackson. Now, he, Joe Jackson. It, now, here's one y'all probably don't know that's interesting. Prince's people are from Shreveport. Whose people? Now, that's, a, that's Prince. brand new to me. Oh, Prince? Now, I yes, that. I did. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah, know his that. people are from Shreveport. We didn't, didn't know, know that. that he had roots from Shreveport. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, the little small city right outside of Shreveport, Benton or Bentonville. No, yeah, no, I don't know. No. I just, they they just always say outside of the Shreveport. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Okay. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if you remember but Nigeria. Pastor, come on, Jada. Or the Shreveport area. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, I remember like in the late 
in the 70s, a lot of black people from Texas and Louisiana, that they moved to Minnesota. Everybody's going to Minnesota. I'm going really? to Minnesota. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, so I remember when a bunch of folks moved up there. So, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, fast. we love for you to just come on. I, I guarantee it. You're going to thank, you're going to enjoy and thank the fact that you came down here. We'll guarantee. Come emails. on down and join we'll, us. We'll exchange hey. emails and phone numbers, and we'll talk off the show, and uh, we'll put this together. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. So, so Cushing, Cushing is outside of, uh, that was part of my, outside of Russ, Texas, somewhere out there? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. on U.S. Highway 84. 84. Okay. Right in, mm-hmm. right in between, right in between Mount Enterprise, mm-hmm. Texas, and Russ, Texas, on U.S. That's Highway right. 84. Which runs from yeah, I campaigned yes, out there. Campaign yeah, out there. yeah, eighty four runs all the way through Natchez, Mississippi. Natchez, Mississippi. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so that that's about yeah. a little bit out, a little, maybe about fifty three miles or so, fifty five miles or somewhere out there. Yeah, it's about fifty miles from uh, Tyler. Mm-hmm. It's one hundred and twenty two miles from me. Up here. No, 122 miles? Oh, uh, yeah, so it'll be a little day trip for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. I, well, I have, well, I have a, good. He has hotels set up. In it. Tell us more, uh, Pastor. Check, okay, so, um, if um, Dr. Dr. McKellen, when you get a chance, could you send them that flyer? I did. They already have okay, so, mm-hmm. so we have three hotels available. Um, they have five cabins on site, so I know there's still a couple of ca- cabins left. If you like to call the Bug Scuffle Inn, you can be right there on site if you rent one of those cabins. Um, if the cabins are taken up, the next place for you, probably the best place for you to be, would be the Fredonia Hotel in um, Nacogdoches, Texas. And then after that, the Holiday Inn in Henderson, Texas. Okay. <clears throat> And all three Is of those flyer? hotels, the names of those hotels are are on that flyer. Okay. Right. Is that flyer coming over my text or coming over my email? Uh, I sent it, it should come over text your text. Uh, okay. okay. I, I, right. I texted it to you, Dr. Dr. Okay. Carr. All right. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Very well. So is that information number? Is that your number? Reverend? Yes, sir. All that information on there is my information. Yes, sir. Okay. Good. Good. Well, let me make, let me double check. Make sure my number should be on there, but let me double check. I want to double check. It should be. Okay. Let's see. Make sure. Hey, yeah, hey, my hey, number's hey. on there. It's a seven one three five five seven number. Right. right. The, 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 the name of the end is, is is a buck couple in that is that is a town called buck couple too? Is that, is that just the name? No, of no, end? no. That's just the name of the end. It's oh, okay. in Cushing, Texas, but it's Bug Scuffle Inn is the name of it. Okay. And that, those it's are, like that's four miles the ones from that my house. Ca- is okay. that right? And, that's and it the has the cabins. That's correct. If you want to come and be in that cabin, I'd say um, book that tonight or tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Those cabins okay. are really nice. You would enjoy it. they got walking trail. Sit out there on that porch in the morning, drink your coffee, and watch the deer go by. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's been one, one day event, right? One day event. Sir. Yes, sir. It's a one day event from nine to five. Yes, sir. From nine to five. Okay. 
We have to understand that in the demographic shift that's going down, the Democrat and Republican Party, both of them are the same thing. They want to break up the black block vote. The mm-hmm. Republicans want mm-hmm. men. The, the Democrats want the women. They were both of them because they want to put the, put together their own mm-hmm. coalition where, where, where we depower. So we got it. So we got to go for the open. And, and, and I'm going to tell you this, Pastor Steve, you heard, you heard it right here first on this show. We have already talked about the black party. We already talked about it. And I'm, telling, <laughs> and I'm telling the sisters, if you get to the promised land, the brothers ain't with you, that ain't the promised land. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. That's good. That's good. Oh, That's boy. Good. He, he loves that. Don't That's let him his pull favorite mantra. That's his favorite mantra. They can't. Nobody can. Listen, people People can only allow you to pull them apart. They can't make you pull apart. You allow them if you pull apart from your brothers and sisters. Because that, you know, when they did that, you know, when the abortion thing came out, you know, they were going, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we went to Now when it came time for the 22 election, then white women voted with them Republicans. <laughs> they, they voted with them Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I'm saying, you know, okie doke. That's okie doke. I'm saying Sister, don't fall. Don't fall for it. Nope. Amen. Amen. Well, pastors and Doctor McKellar, I have reached yes, sir. my home from okay. St. Augustine, okay. Texas. I just pulled wonderful, into the front yard. Wonderful. Well, give my very best to my sorority sister and uh, Mr. Arthur's sorority sister as well. We appreciate you Amen. coming on and briefing us on everything, and we'll we'll talk about it on our Thursday show and. We'll, we'll put it, if you want to come in and talk about that, that different audience and everything, we'll continue to help you to get this information out there to the public to make I sure that people show up. Okay, very good. We Amen. appreciate you. We'll come in right, a little early. We'll, we'll send you the invitation. Okay, all right. Bless you. I will. Thank Listen you so much for the great work, the great work you're doing. Nope. Thank you. Good night. Good night, y'all. Okay. Good night, you too. Okay, let's right. move on. Keep it moving, guys. Uh, uh, so uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about this, um, the recent uh, indictment, and I understand there's going to be a fourth one that's coming down the pipe. But what I'm, what, what's, What's very interesting to me, and it really is interesting to me, and I, and, and I wonder if these people are really sincere about the fact that they think that, that Trump is not guilty of anything, uh, and, and, and is it because that he's worth supposedly $2.8 billion uh, because he's a wealthy man, uh, because he has uh, been in the White House before, uh, that he's gonna he's gonna not he's gonna get away with uh, forty I think so far they got forty different charges against him and that's and then he's got a fourth indictment that's supposed to be coming down the pipe. I mean, how does this happen when a person who has not even been arrested or anything? And I understand. That, that this is a person who's held a uh, position in the White House. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, is he above the law? Is, is Clarence Thomas above the law? Is, uh, uh, what, what, is, what is the Chief Justice? Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Okay. Well, what you what you're looking at is, and, and, and just how I put that, I think I put that in my last one. But anyway, what you're looking at is the PP thing. There's, you know, there's the two tier justice system, and I and I keep telling yeah. people no three. There's three tiers. That that's true. Okay. The Oli- I agree. Market, Go ahead. Uh, you know, group, is, is, and that's and that's Trump. Okay, okay, so this is the law. This is their law, right? Okay, then you got then you got black, white, and you got rich, poor. Okay, so those yeah. are the other systems. Of just so so so. First of all, let's understand that there are three. Uh, 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 and so that's what you're seeing. You're seeing him getting the white privilege because white privilege is a status, and that's why Clarence mm-hmm. Thompson can get. You know, he's he's getting white privilege, uh, 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 and it's a status. And so this is how they get treated. It's how they've always been getting treated. You know, we just now, this is the first time they've been uh, handled in public. You know, but this is the way, you know, they fought their way out of stuff forever. I know, you remember, we had a guy uh, out in, uh, out by Ray Hubbard, like I think that's his name, Reverend Hamlet. Anyway, this guy, he got in trouble, you know, for all the uh, saving and loan fraud. You know, he went to jail, mm-hmm. gave like 20 or whatever. He'd been down there about five, six years all of a sudden. You know, they, they they gave him a release because he had cancer. That joke is still alive. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's kind of so that so that's that other tier. Of, that's the other justice system. Uh, okay. Where they so we got to understand that. So so that's why he can do all that. That's why you see all that. You know, you just had you know, with it, 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 it. Trump ain't the only Trump running around here that did all that crooked stuff. Got all that money. He ain't gonna want. He ain't gonna want. But you know, he don't mm. have enough. He, he's on that big enough food to run for president, and uh, you know now all this stuff is out there. But now this is it's a three tier. Uh, this is what the, this is what oligarchy looked like. Right, makes sense. What's well, the first well, tier? Okay. What's the first tier then? I missed the first tier. Uh, the, 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 the oligarchy. Oligarchy tier, first mm-hmm. tier. Uh, rich, poor, and a black, white. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, class and race. Okay. Class and race. And and then think about this, Clarence Thomas. I mean, or or even why is it that John Roberts is not saying anything or doing anything on this ethics? I mean, everybody has ethics rules, except the Supreme Court. Really, I don't know that I I don't understand that either. They're part of the oligarchic state. They're part of the oligarchic state. They're part mm-hmm. of that. They're justice. That's but, but, but even, yes, but even at that, we have okay. So, so one of his friends bought him a two hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollar RV, financed mm-hmm. by one of his wealthy uh, people who own uh, a health care. They talking mm-hmm. about it right now. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and you see him driving along the road, and right now. But every single person, every single person who runs for Congress, who runs for the Senate, who runs all the way down to the local level, me, receives a book on ethics. As soon as you turn in your paperwork and it goes into the state, they mail you the ethics book. I have mine right here. Mm-hmm. They and it outlines all about the money. It outlines. It tells you what 
we're non-paid people at the local level here in Tyler. It tells you what percentage, what kind of business deals you can make. It tells you, it lays it out. Every single thing is laid out. And before I even got involved in the restaurant business, I went and talked to the city attorney and say, what are my rights? What can I do? How, can, how involved can I be in this? And she told me, why did I do that? Because I already read in the book about what my responsibilities ethically is as mm-hmm. an elected official, an unpaid elected official. That's probably, I say all the time, the reason why uh, they don't want to be paid here in Tyler, Texas, because we have the opportunity to do business. Mm-hmm. But you, but but you have a a pathway in which you have rules and regulations, in other words, of how you are to do that business. Uh, These people have no rules. How are you going to tell me that there are no rules and regulations for the Supreme Court? Well, I can tell you that if I'm a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> you sure can, and they did, and they did didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard Mitch McConnell uh, say today, I think, on cable news that uh, regarding President Trump, he said that President Trump is not above the law. and But, you know, he's not above the law, but what we see is him living above the law. What are we actually hearing? <laughs> you know, we, we hear him say he's not above the law, but what we look at him operate, he's operating in a position as though he is above the law. That's exactly so, I mean, correct. It's, it's very, it's very confusing to me, but I think that's an yes, element of trickery there too, as well. You know, well, and, and I think, well, like Mr. Mr. Arthur's point, it's the it's the oligarchs. Those folks, mm-hmm. are, these are these are mean people who mean business, and they got mm-hmm. their they got their knees on the neck of the country in a sense, judicially, you know, and legislatively, obviously. Because you clear summers drives around like he drives around. Yeah, there you go. That stuff, but we can't bother That's right. him. But if you or I do the can't same thing, you know, the key will be thrown We're going away. To jail. After we there you go. Out of jail. Absolutely. After we in jail. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. But, but the good news is, but the good news is, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier about fighting, and the fact that we the fact that we put eyes and minds on them right now. The fact that we I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. No and paying attention to them right now. Uh, that's going to have to, that, and, and in fact, this man is going on trial now. When all this is over, this will have a, a redefining effect. You know, what it's going to look like, I can't say exactly, but you know, all this is about redefining. And so now if all this was happening and we wouldn't be paying no attention, we would, okay, and then I, I said, boy, we're in trouble. But the mm-hmm. fact that we are looking at it, the fact that it is an issue, the fact that America's is, is, is in a process of changing into something else, uh, all this is part of it. And so, you know, just like if we wouldn't, if, if they, you know, they say, well, you know, you you know, should they hold Trump accountable or not? If, if they wouldn't, if they wouldn't have did that, then we'd, then we'd have a worse problem. We'd have a worse problem because then we have crooks and no accountability. So, right. you know, you know, Katie bought the dough then. So you know, so so for those folks that would come out, well, you know, it's too no, nah, no. Nah, if you hadn't, if you didn't do this, uh, America, black folks, we wouldn't have too many more choices. And then you'd be looking at tour from the flow up, and I and I ain't want to do that. <laughs> I ain't want to do tour. 
you know, that's is what Trump we'll, our we'll, first we'll, indicted president or no? Yeah, uh huh, yeah. Okay, okay. I was wondering he, what was he the first? We had indicted vice president. We had indicted vice president before. Uh, okay. Agnew. Okay. Agnew. Agnew. Okay. Uh, Nixon. He left before they could indict him. Uh, Y'all, that Reagan. must be the land of demarcation right there. If you get indicted, you can't run. You're indicted, man. Hey, that shit, I mean, there you go. There you go. Well, you know, well, well, so he's going to run from jail. He's he going to run from jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of running. Listen, look, when we lived through Richard Nixon, right? Yeah. And And we thought that the president's impeachment or his resignation we would never see anything like that before anymore because Absolutely. we see what happened to this guy. And then we remember that, that president, they, they were, they were charging president Bill Clinton of right. obstruction of justice. Remember right. that? But, remember that, that? But, but he was, but he remembered that it was no proof of that. Just like they're trying now, these folk are trying because President President Clinton was acquitted, right? Because there was no, they found nothing where he obstructed any just any injustice. Period. Now wow. they're trying to do this to Biden, and, and there. Yep. But and I asked I asked someone the other day, tell me what elected office that Hunter Biden uh, is elected to. And tell me what position did his father place him in in Washington D.C. in in his White House? Nada, nada, nada. Trump hired all of his children, except one of them, in the White House. Paid people in the White House. Wow. Benefited from every single thing all overseas. His his daughter made a gazillion dollars the first week that she was in the White House with her jewelry. Do we mm-hmm. remember these things? Yep. Yeah, but you have to understand. Look here. You, you got to name a thing. With China, with China at that. With China at that. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, you're saying, what is this? Remember, we're dealing with a fascist, a fascist movement. This is fascism. We need, we need, don't, don't lose track of that. This is this has been this playbook they run has been run before. They serious, and we need to get serious too. They're not playing. They 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 actually they actually want to do these things, and so basically you know we need to understand. So you so and so I I wouldn't I wouldn't overanalyze what they're doing because this is what fascists mm-hmm. do. You know fascists do. This is what they do. They lie, cheat, and steal. That's what they do, and so that's what these folks here do. So and they and they miss and they miss information. That's what these people are doing. Same thing. Look at, I mean, I can't. I mean, look at Lindsey Graham. You know, he didn't did everything but showed us his. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm leaving this alone. But anyway, I'm just saying, that, you know. But that's what we did with. We're dealing with a bunch of, uh, 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 you know, and, and now and now, you know, and and they politically. They took a point of doing the family Louis. Well, actually, they did the family Louis. They done went over the cliff together. And they're trying, you know, uh-oh, over the cliff. You know, how can I, can I get out the car? You know, and so they trying to figure out, a lot of them trying to figure out how to get out the car. And, like, if you ever saw them interview some of them, uh, 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 folks, I mean, it's ridiculous. And, and it's an indictment on the education system in, uh, in America. It's an indictment. I agree. I do agree. Any kind of 
patient. You you wouldn't be able to say stupid stuff like that to folks. They not know you talk to them crazy. These people don't even know they're being talking crazy. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, you know, they tell you that that, that that's part of the education system, but it's also part of the, uh, you know, these people here are the same ones that me and Shirley that we grew up with. These are the mm-hmm. ones that have the last case of racism, the black, white, water, and all that kind of stuff. They mm-hmm. think that they, you know, our generation of white people, they they had the last taste of it, and that's who's holding on right now. That's who's saying that's who wants their America back. You know, that's mm-hmm. them. And so that's that work too. Right. So you got to, you know, you say, well, so so anyway, you know, but don't overanalyze them. Just know what they, they fashion. Just just say, okay, they fashions. Okay, now how do we, you know, you, you know, and I and again, I you know, I hear the, the, the you know, and the and, and white media, you know, they don't want to keep the stuff going. You know, every time you talk, turn around, they come out. The MAGA supporters. We got to hear about the MAGA supporters every day. And it's more us than it yeah. is for them. Yeah, that's so true. We got that's, that's, true. That's, that's the mainstream media doing that. That's them doing that. Right. That's why we got right. you know, producing our own black media and putting our own uh, uh, meta system in place where we, can, where we can have these conversations and then, you know, do what we need to do for us right now at this moment. You know, we don't have to go... You folks say, well, America's going down. White folks, you know, America going down. No, it may it may be going down for you if you got that white supremacist view. Yeah, it's going to go down yeah. for you, right? But it ain't going to go right. down for me and Sherman. You know, we right. ain't got to go, you know, go film Louis with you. So, right. you know, I'm just jump off that cliff. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, hey, bye. Mm-hmm. All I can say. Yeah. yeah but I yeah. can't save you. Save you. I'm tired of, you know, black folks quit trying to save white folks. You can't do it. Save yourself. Mm-hmm. Save yourself. Save yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I have a question. I have a question. Yes, sir. Go right uh, ahead. Remember, I think it was last week, uh, just a few days ago, when Mitch McConnell had that frozen 32-second uh, uh, situation on national television. Yeah. Now, yeah. to me, and Dr. Sanjay Gupta says, obviously something is wrong. So do we want a person like that in the position mm-hmm. to influence politics in America who obviously neurologically had something going on there? I, I'm afraid that we keep overlooking things that are really important and just kind of blowing them off. And who knows what uh, backlash, who knows what may happen as a result of this guy being in his That's current it. position, having the influence That's that he had over the the country, so I, I'm worried about things. You know, it, it was a, hey, talked about that day or two on TV, but it's it's gone. It's gone. No, there, you, there you go. There you go. No, 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 it ain't gone. Uh, he did a, he did an event this weekend. Uh, oh, did he? Uh, yeah, uh, in Kentucky, and, and these all white folks. These his folks, and they all broke <laughs> out. They all broke out in a chant, retire. Retire, no, no, he, no. He's talking about it's gone as far as them talking about it, Mr. Arthur. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they, they, well, they, 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 they about the media about talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the media, they, they let it go. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, well, I'm just saying, he may let it go, but his constituents, they, but, they, but, they, but, they, but the people, but the people know. We, we, they remember. We, yeah, we all remember. remember. Yeah, we remember. That's true. We remember. And again, remember now, you know what? The last thing we can't do we can't base what are we doing based on what the media doing because i just said they doing their own thing and what they, you know they they don't want to cause all this stuff 
by playing mm-hmm. down, trying to make the man, make all that craziness normal, right? That's mm-hmm. the media, man. right? Okay. So, you know, so I'm not okay. basing, you know, what I'm doing based on nothing about the media. Uh, that's why we the media, you know. True. So, exactly. True. We are the media, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, Okay, well, we're talking we're talking about it right now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right, and appropriately so, so. So, which exactly? So, which brings me to what I want to say in regards to Congress and the Senate. There should be term limits. Would you agree? Absolutely. Because I mean, yeah, there you true. go. And so, and you so have all the, the evidence. Con- We've seen evidence. So then, so then, just like there's term limits with the president. So, so I guess the question would be, then, at what terms? How many at the Congress? How many at the Senate? If it's going to be the same? Because the the one thing that I can tell you is that we we want it to be stagnated. We we don't want brand new people. All in there all at one time. It needs to be no. stagnated. And so right. at what point and what level will we start to ironing people out and, and bringing uh, people? Because I can tell you this. Think about for, for, it. In the con- well, let, let me just say this. In the Congress, you run for two years. You can't hardly. You're just getting acclimated just getting to what. Right. There right. you go. So, so we know that it has, it needs to be several several terms, several several terms. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, five five terms will only be ten years that you've been mm-hmm. there. Most careers will last twenty years, so I would say at least twenty years. I don't I don't know. Uh, I'm just I'm just using a guesstimation. That would be ten terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then you but you, you got to you have to come and then of course the Senate that's mm-hmm. six years that's six years mm-hmm. so if you serve mm-hmm. two terms that would be twelve years yeah. so it, right. so go go from the on and on if you serve three you know three terms of, which one which one will you do three terms of a four term but you got it we got to come up with something go ahead sir we'll think about this when we talk okay. about term limits and I ain't saying pro con just saying you got to think about this. Uh, when you think about term limits, you got to think about institutional residual memory, right? Yeah, you say what's okay. good, what's but you know, and then, and then, and on top of that, these people over all these years when they ain't had term limits, they don't turn they don't turn the institution into something. In other words, if we, if we went to term limits, then then like it, you know, it would definitely change change some things, and 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 made for the better, you know, maybe. Maybe then the system wouldn't produce, you know, couldn't produce a Mitch McConnell, right? Joker that's mm-hmm. so, you know, so long, you know, all the tricks and the nuances, you know, of the whole thing, you know. And so would we be better off if we didn't have people that, like him and Schumann, that have been around so long, they know, and then they create, they even created stuff since they've been there. So I'm just saying, you know, you have to think about all that. You're talking about term limits, uh, you know. So, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I've been to me myself. You know, I'm for term limits. I think I think I would say I would say four, four or five, four or five terms for uh, you know, for for, for senators, four or five, somewhere up in there, and then like for the and then about the same about the same thing for Congress, Congressman. I say about you know, twenty years, twenty four years, something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, in their case, the world changes dramatically because children who are in elementary school in two decades, those same children are uh, college bound, and people who are college bound twenty years later, they're in mid career. So I think that we've got a good target uh, here of how we ought to turn this thing out. And I feel like people should be listening to what we're suggesting who can really impact how we ought to legislate this thing once that opportunity comes about. Because, you know, if I've been in there 40 years, I'm certainly not going to suggest to Miss Shirley, why don't you come up with a system to reduce the time that I could be here? I'm going to stay there as long as I can, get that money, have that influence, have that power. So, you know, we just got to work it, and I think it's good work. Look, look at that fine thing. I mean, I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think they have to. I think they have to pass it. Look at what? I'm sorry. Look at what? Diane Feinstein. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, you know, yes. Oh yes, yes. Right, 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 to, right. You have to pack her in and pack her out, and then yeah. and then she and she didn't even know she's. I mean, she's been there so long. She didn't. I mean, she didn't know she was there from what they're saying. What I saw was you sad. Know? What I saw was sad. It was sad. Yeah, it is sad. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and let me tell you what these people are filthy rich. Okay, Diane don't need a dime. They don't need a dime. She doesn't need a dime. Not a dime. No, need a dime. Not. Don't need a dime. You know, it's just sitting there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, look at yeah. roots are messed up. Look at roots are messed want, up. Want that power? Want that power? Yep. Power. And look at Democrats wanted to like you know move around stuff like that. Mitch McConnell say. No, no. <laughs> when then you replace her? <laughs> we go yeah. make it yeah. get back. You know. I mean, well, I Mitch, mean, Mitch McConnell. I, I, who? How could he talk? Too much. Well, you know, but see he, what happened. He needed to leave. <laughs> he needed to leave also. But you see what happened. Should have been gone. Should have been gone. Exactly right. Yeah, you know, he did. He did that, and then. Pure, pure greed is what it is. Pure greed. Yes, I agree. The love for power. The love for power. Love for power. I can't live in one house at a time. I don't know. I don't know what y'all doing. Well, I mean, I know what they're doing. They just, it's power. It's about power. That's, that's, that's power. That's that power. It never satisfies. It never satisfies. Just, 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 just give, give me more, give me more, give, give me, me more. more. Right, give me more. Well, you know, about, you know, they say about rich people, you know, like say, you know, uh, whoever die with the most toys win. <laughs> win, win, win what? <laughs> I don't know. I'll, <laughs> can't, can't take it with them. I'll tell you a quick story. It's nine fifty nine. Let me tell you a quick story. This, um, this rich man had. Um, Really beautiful <laughs> diamond ring. I mean, really, really beautiful. And so they were trying to decide. This is a true story. Trying to decide who was going to get that ring. That one daughter <laughs> always wanted that ring. It was two of them, right? Mm-hmm. So he said, "I tell you what, I'm taking it with me." And they attached <laughs> it to his, they attached it to his suit, and they could walk by him and see that ring attached to his suit. <laughs> And they closed that casket up, and you carry that ring with them. <laughs> it was worth it was worth millions. Yeah, <laughs> so I gotta go. <laughs> Miss Rihanna, if you come on back in and get. I remember that story. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's funny. We gotta end on that note. <laughs> okay.
God, God in that grave. I bet he ain't wearing that. I right know right that's now. right. I know that's right. I know. <laughs> exactly. You're right. You're right about it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, well, then, guys, let's not forget Pastor Steve Miller's uh, uh, program on the August the 24th, and we'll talk about it a little bit more on Thursday show to make sure that more people in every aspect of East Texas knows about it and around Texas and anywhere else need to go. Thank you, guys. It's been fun. I've enjoyed myself. Thank you. And we're going to turn, it, we're gonna turn it over to Miss Rihanna. Have a great evening. All right. Bye for now. Uh, Ms. Rihanna. Good night, Rihanna. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh, oh, oh. glory, glory. Hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh, glory, glory. Now the war is not over, victory isn't won, but we'll fight on till Every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch. We gon' run with it now. Never look back. We done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice. His power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. 
is to stay peaceful. We sing. Our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany. Now we right the wrongs in history. No one can win the war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord. My eyes have seen the glory. One day when the glory comes, it will be night, everyone. See you on next Monday. Have a great rest of the week. Bye for now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.